if you have the Word of God in front of you, look at it. Do you really understand what you have? Is it just a book with writing in it? Do you truly value its contents? Turn with me to Psalm 12. Amen. Psalm 12. Psalm 12 is a prayer of David to God, lament, lamenting over the fact that there was no godly man in the earth to be found. Psalm 12 can be divided into five parts. In verses 1 and 2, David spreads his complaint before the Lord concerning the fact that there were no godly men. Verses 3 and 4 denounce judgment upon proud traitors. And verse 5, Jehovah himself thunders out his wrath against oppressors. And 6 and 7, the chief musician sings sweetly of the faithfulness of God and his care of his people. And verse 8 closes on the lament of verses 1 through 5 as he observes the abounding wickedness of his time. Follow along as I read this chapter to you. Psalm 12. Help, O Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. They speak vanity every one with his neighbor. With flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Who have said, With our tongue will we prevail? Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the assign of the needy, now will I arise, saith the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that puffeth at him. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. Amen. Over the past six weeks, I have been studying a little deeper to be better equipped with, for the subject of the different Bible versions and which one is God's preserved word. In light of this exercise, verse 6 and 7 are the main two verses that have really grabbed a hold of my attention and caused me to love even more this precious promise of God's preservation of his words. Amen. And to love even more the King James Version of the Bible. Therefore, I will be focusing on verse 6 and 7 today. It is not my goal to discuss the KJV controversies, though. My purpose in presenting this psalm is to remind you that God's word is pure, and God promised that he would preserve his word to all generations. If you're the kind of person who likes words, latch on to these two words, pure and preserve. Amen. Verse 6, the words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth purified seven times. There is a huge contrast between man's words and Jehovah's pure words. Man's words are yea and nay, but the Lord's promises are yea and amen. Amen. The words of the Lord are pure words, but they are not just pure, they are very pure, having been purified seven times. Amen. Psalm 119 verse 140 says, Thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. Amen. Proverbs 30 verse 5 says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. 
we can then make an assumption. Every word of God is very pure. In the second half of 2 Corinthians 13.1, it says, In a mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. Let me give you some witnesses that will shed light for you on some facts about God's pure words. John 10.35 If he called them gods, unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. Amen. God's words are pure words, and thus they cannot be broken. 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17 All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. God's word is profitable for all areas of life, especially spiritual things. Why is this important? So that we may be perfect and thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Amen. Psalm 119, verse 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God can guide us both spiritually and practically if we but read it and use it. Notice the contrast of Jehovah's words versus the vain words of man in the yes. previous five verses. The wicked speak vanity, but God's words are full of profit and value. They speak with flattering lips, but the Lord with truth. Verse 7, Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. Do you see this precious promise? The Lord has promised to preserve his word forever for us. Wow, do you see it? I absolutely love these words. This is my basis for the KJ version. Thank you, Father in heaven, for giving us your preserved word in our English language. Perfect, pure, preserved words of God. It's a promise. I do not care what others have to say about my Bible, nor care that I'm outnumbered. The Bible says it. That settles it. I love it. I'm thankful for it. Amen. Uh, one comment on verse 7, though. If you're listening to this, and you're using the NIV version of the Bible, your NIV changes the meaning of verse 7, thus removing the promise that God made. Your version is broken and shows itself to not be the pure words of God. Matthew, or Isaiah 40, verse 8 says, The grass wither, but the flower fadeth, but the words of our God shall stand forever. Amen. Over in... Matthew 24, verse 35, it says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Amen. In conclusion, every word of God is very pure and perfect. He has preserved his word for us, and we have it in our hands. His word should be very precious to us. Yes. Um, this is nothing new. But I hope this review will provoke us to appreciate God's word more. The Lord be praised. Amen.